In this part of the kingdom, there are some places that you just don't go, some roads that remain untraveled by all but the most seasoned adventurers, and I am not one of those adventurers. My quests come in the form of fantasy and knowledge, not distance around the globe. When you open up a book, you are instantly capable of being transported to any place in time, all within the safety of the public book exchange. Instead of waking up with a sword through your throat or turned into a frog, the worst thing that's going to happen is you'll come away with a sore back from sitting too long, and that is just fine with me. The unfortunate thing, however, is that these days very few people see the importance of collecting tales of intrigue and action. Even boring tomes of historical lore are hard to come by, incredibly rare gems that only the wealthiest aristocrats can get their hands on. I was lucky enough to be born into a village that contains one such wealthy aristocrat, a man by the name of Leo Daringclaw, who has spent a small fortune on providing our hamlet with a library of fantastical proportions. This book exchange is where I work. I start my days by going through the many shelves of bound volumes, making sure that everything is still in order, which it always is, but most of my time is spent reading for myself. No, it's not because I'm lazy. It's because nobody ever comes in here. You would think that an intellectual resource like this would be packed from morning until night, but sadly, that is far from the case when you live in a time of sword, steel, and sorcery. When you spend every day worrying about defending yourself from goblin raids, or how you're going to put food on the table, there's not much time for the more cerebral pursuits of reading. Even so, I expected to see a few students of the magical arts in here from time to time, but it seems as though our small town in this corner of the kingdom is just too tiny to have much of that in our general population. Instead, I constantly find myself in this empty hall of books, reading and waiting for anyone to come along and need my help. The only one who ever arrives is Leo himself, who seems perfectly fine with the lack of patrons. He's not doing this for the money. The man already has plenty of that. He's doing it for his love of the written word. Tonight, I'm so wrapped up in my novel that I don't even notice Leo come in, my head buried down in the incredible text of long-lost love and redemption. It's a beautiful story, completely engrossing to me, to the point that when Leo says hello, I jump abruptly, my heart skipping a beat and my breath catching in my throat. Oh, I cry out. I didn't even hear you. It's quite all right, Ken, says my boss, smiling with a wide and gracious grin. I immediately notice that he's carrying a large sack of color-coded volumes in his arms, some new arrivals to be sorted and filed. Amazing, I shout, noting his exciting new additions. What do we have here? Leo places the books down onto the desk in front of me, but instead of showing them off, he puts his hand over the top of the stack and presses down. Before I show you, you must understand, these are very, very valuable. I stare back at Leo, noting the intense seriousness in his eyes. I understand, I tell him, of course. Leo hesitates. They are also very, the man trails off, controversial in many ways. I look around the library, my gaze dancing across the empty hallways and desolate reading tables. Who is going to care, asks the man. It's just me and you in here. Leo smiles. Well, I suppose you're right. Leo removes his hand and allows me to see the top book, a beautifully handcrafted hardcover staring up at me in all of its intricate wood-carved glory. The Sexuality of Gay Dragons, I read the title aloud. 